your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 426 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And we got a lot to do today. Uh, we will begin with the news that just broke within the last 24 hours or so. It's actually Sunday as I'm recording this, but uh, no more than 24 hours ago, the Rangers announced that restricted free agent Libor Hayek will be back with the team on a one-year deal for this upcoming season, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. I will also be looking at an NHL.com article that ranks the top 250 players for this upcoming season. You know, we've got our own fantasy league for Locked On, you know, a lot of you guys played last season. Uh, some of you are going to be back this year. We've got some new people that might be in this year. We'll talk about the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy Hockey League a little bit as well at the end of this episode. But I want to look at this article, just kind of talk about uh, the top 250 players, who's ranked too high, who's ranked too low. And specifically, we kind of want to hone in on the Rangers that are on that list and just kind of discuss their fantasy prospects for this upcoming season. I think that'll be a lot of fun. And then finally, we'll just have some quick news and notes at the end of the episode uh, around the NHL regarding some former Rangers that have found new homes. Some of this might be old news, but it happened while I was recently away, so I want to at least mention it at the end of the episode. Once again, a couple of former Rangers signing on with some new teams this offseason, so we'll talk about that just a little bit as well. But like I said, let's go ahead and start with uh, kind of the man of the hour here, and that's Libor Hayek. He re-signs with the Rangers on a one-year, two-way deal. I believe he was the last restricted free agent uh, for the Rangers that need a new deal, and it is now indeed done. Hayek will earn $874,125 at the NHL level and $70,000 at the AHL level. It's easy to forget, you know, Libor Hayek, it feels like he's been here for a little while because we've seen him uh, play three different seasons for the Rangers. Of course, the first season was just five games, so we only got a little glimpse at him there. Uh, but it feels like he's been here for a while. Very easy to forget. He is still just 23 years old. And to just kind of take it from the top here, as far as his kind of, uh, you know, career trajectory, everything that's happened so far. We'll do that first, and then I'll kind of uh, offer my thoughts on this new deal for Libor Hayek. But, you know, former second-round pick by the Tampa Bay Lightning, went number 37 overall. He was part of the McDonough and Miller to Tampa Bay trade, and he just completed his third season with the New York Rangers. And for his career, he's played in 77 games, all with the Rangers, scored three goals, picked up seven assists. He is a minus one overall in those 77 games. He has averaged 15 minutes and 36 seconds of ice time per night throughout his career. He has dished out 55 hits and blocked 95 shots. This past season, a couple of career highs for Libor Hayaks. Uh, you can start with the games played, 44, new career high. He also scored two goals, which was also a new career high. He was a plus two overall, which was his best plus minus of his career. Uh, he dished out 26 hits, which was also a new career best, and blocked a new career high 48 shots, although his 15 minutes and 16 seconds of ice time per night was actually a career low. And as for the new deal, I have no issue with the Rangers giving it out. It's obviously a very short-term commitment, and it does not have any risk whatsoever. 
But I will say this. I don't think it's a slam dunk that we ever see Libor Hayek play another game for the New York Rangers. And it's not because he's this god-awful defenseman or he doesn't deserve to be out there or anything like that. I'm not trying to bash Libor Hayek. I just don't know exactly where he fits with this team, despite the fact that I think he definitely improved this past season. I think the season that just concluded, he was quite a bit better than he was the season prior. Just looked a little bit more sure of himself at the NHL level. Looked like he belonged a little bit more than he did the season prior. But back to what I was just talking about a second ago there. I just don't know exactly where Libor Hayek fits in on this team for this upcoming season. Because if you look at the blue line for the Rangers, and I realize there's a new coaching staff, these guys are probably going to be given every single opportunity to go out there and claim whatever role that they want to claim. But again, when you look at the defensemen that are on this New York Ranger roster, I find it very, very difficult to believe that five of them are not basically set in stone for this team. You've got Lingren and Fox. That's probably your top pairing. You've got Miller and Truba. You know they're both going to be out there, I would think. Uh, you've got Patrick Nemeth on the third defense pairing. I think he's going to be out there. They just signed him to a three-year deal. It's not like they gave him uh, a massive contract. I believe he's making $2.5 million per season, but they brought him into play. I mean, he's not there to be a healthy scratch. And then that leaves one spot remaining, and it's on the right side. And I think there's a pretty good chance that it could be Nils Lundqvist. If it's not Nils Lundqvist, maybe you try somebody like Zach Jones or Tom O'Reunanen out there. Bottom line, there are defensemen in this Ranger organization that I think that the Rangers think have more upside than Libor Hayek. And even though Hayek improved this past season, and even though he got a decent amount of run with this New York Ranger team, again, he played 44 of the 56 possible games this past year. And the Rangers, uh, in the second half of the season, there was a stretch there where they were going with the same six defensemen pretty much night in and night out. And Libor Hayek was one of them. And I think that's good. I think he earned that opportunity. And I think the Rangers, from their point of view, they certainly wanted to get an extended look at Hayek and see what they have with him. But again, you know, I just, here's something else that works against Libor Hayek. I don't know that he necessarily stands out in any certain way. I mean, try to describe Libor Hayek to somebody that's never really seen him play. I mean, what will you go to? What, what are the strengths of this guy's game? I don't know that anything necessarily jumps off the page. And again, it's not like he's a complete disaster when he's out there on the ice, but you wouldn't have that issue. Like, if I was trying to describe Ryan Lindgren to somebody, or I was trying to describe Adam Fox, or Ke'Andre Miller, or Jacob Truba, I could go on and on and on about these players. With Lebar Hayek, it's kind of just like, well, you know, he's serviceable on, as the third defense pairing. He definitely got better this past season, but he doesn't really stand out in terms of, you know, physicality. He doesn't really bring any offense to the rink. He's not going to be part of the power play. He's most likely not going to be part of the penalty kill. I mean, he'll go out there sometimes on the penalty kill, but I don't think he's your first choice. And it kind of feels like he's just been a placeholder this past season or two until the Rangers can go to somebody else that they would rather have out there. And I think it's pretty telling also that the Rangers brought in Patrick Nemeth because, you know, they could have gone back to the well with Libor Hayek and just run him back out there on the third pairing again and just taken their chances with him and get their fingers crossed that he continues to develop and become a better player. But they didn't do that. They went out there and they got Nemeth, who is a decent player. You know, there, there's nothing wrong with Nemeth. I think the best way to describe him is a limited ceiling, but a very, very safe floor. He's somebody who knows what he's doing out there. But the Rangers chose to go with Nemeth rather than go with Hayek, even though Hayek is the one who's younger and has more upside. So I think that's pretty telling. And I think it also opens the possibility that Libor Hayek could very well be traded before this season even happens. And, you know, with the Rangers, I'm at the point where I'm not really all that interested in seeing the Rangers trade players to acquire draft picks. I just feel like there's a lot of good young talent on this team. Some have already debuted. Some will be debuting somewhere in the future. Nils Lundqvist is a great example of that. 
So I'm not necessarily gung-ho for uh, seeing this team move draft picks or excuse me, move players to acquire draft picks. But in this case, again, I just don't know that there's anywhere to put Libor Hayek. So I wouldn't be against the idea of trading him for maybe like a fourth-round draft pick. I think you could probably get a fourth-rounder for Libor Hayek if you're the New York Rangers. Another option is to simply put him on the Hartford Wolf Pack. It is a two-way deal, and it's possible that Hayek ends up starting this upcoming season in Hartford. And, you know, if there are any injuries to any of the New York Ranger defensemen or anything like that, then at least you know that you've got someone in the minors you can call back up, uh, someone with some NHL experience who is familiar with your team and is going to go out there and be steady. I mean, I don't ever really know that Libor Hayek is going to be a superstar player, but he's somebody that's going to go out there and not embarrass himself and should be able to, uh, you know, get the job done uh, for a little while with the Rangers while somebody is out with an injury or whatever it might be. And we're going to keep talking about this new Libor Hayek deal in just a second, including a certain move that the Rangers could make that could potentially give Libor Hayek a new lease on life with this team, with this organization. We will get to that in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Something else that's interesting about Libor Hayak to me is that he was the biggest winner of something that happened with the Rangers this past season, but then this offseason, I think he was the biggest loser of a move that the Rangers made. And we've already talked about the latter a little bit. But he was the biggest winner, believe it or not, of everything that happened with the entire Tony D'Angelo fiasco. 
for several reasons. I mean, for starters, he eventually became a regular in the lineup. We talked about how he got some run last year when the Rangers were going with the same six defense and pretty much night in and night out for a good chunk of the second half of the season. Every night for a very long time, you had Fox, Lindgren, Truba, Miller, Brennan Smith, and Libor Hayek. So Hayek was basically in Tony D'Angelo's spot. And I think it's definitely a good thing that the Rangers got a fairly significant look at him so they could kind of just know what they have. You know, again, he ended up playing 44 out of the 56 games this past season. And secondly, uh, the D'Angelo incident, of course, meant that the Rangers were going to leave Tony D'Angelo unprotected in the expansion draft this year. And the Kraken, of course, they ended up taking Colin Blackwell and not Tony D'Angelo. I don't think too many people expected the Kraken to take D'Angelo. I thought it was there was at least a remote possibility, but they ended up going with Colin Blackwell, which is probably the more sensible pick between the two. But if D'Angelo went through this past season without any incident, and let's say he produced for the Rangers at or near the same level that he did the season prior, then it's basically a slam dunk that he's going to be protected by the Rangers in the expansion draft. And that would have left Libor Hayek as sort of the odd man out. He would have been unprotected. And there's no way to know if the Kraken would have taken him. They very well may have taken Colin Blackwell anyway. But yeah, I mean, if D'Angelo had behaved in any kind of an appropriate manner last season, then it's all but guaranteed that Libor Hayek would have been exposed in the expansion draft. And since D'Angelo was no longer in the Rangers' plans at that point, they could expose D'Angelo and protect Libor Hayek. So Hayek, going to that expansion draft, didn't have to worry about anything, didn't have to worry about being taken by the Seattle Kraken. He knew that uh, he would be back with the Rangers. He'd be protected by the New York Rangers. And we'll see if he actually ends up back on the team this year. Uh, That's another story in and of itself. But at least with the expansion draft, he could kind of rest easy and uh, know that he was not going to be going to Seattle in that situation. So... As strange as it sounds, at least one player on the Rangers benefited from Tony D'Angelo's antics last season, and that was, of course, Libor Hayek. And I mentioned a couple of minutes ago that there is something that could give Libor Hayek kind of a new lease on life with the Rangers, and that something is if the Rangers end up trading one of their defensemen. And realistically, the only Ranger defenseman that I could see being traded before the season starts, at least as far as the top six defensemen are concerned and the guys that we're expecting to be out there for opening night, it's probably Ke'Andre Miller. Now, by no means am I pushing for this to happen, but I know that those Jack Eichel rumors, you know, they just kind of hang around and they never really go away and you never know what can happen. If the Rangers somehow end up uh, pulling the trigger on a deal for Jack Eichel, I think there's a very, very good chance that, you know, somebody like Keandre Miller could head back to Buffalo in the opposite direction. And again, I do not, I'm not campaigning for that. I don't want to see Keandre Miller leave. He had a great season last year. I think he could be a big part of this team for many, many years going forward. I mean, he was just a rookie last year, played very well, made the NHL's all-rookie team. There's a lot to be excited about and a lot to like about Keandre Miller. However, you have to be realistic and you have to understand that if you're going to land a player in a trade, the caliber of Jack Eichel, that you're going to have to give up something. It could be Keandre Miller. And if that were to happen, then all of a sudden, you know, Keandre Miller plays the left side, Libor Hayek. He's also a lefty, so if Miller were to be traded to Buffalo as part of a trade for Jack Eichel, or if Miller was traded anywhere as part of a trade for anybody else, it sort of reopens the door a little bit for Libor Hayek to kind of reestablish himself on that Ranger blue line and uh, you know be in the lineup pretty much every night. Uh, again, I'm not pushing for that to happen because I like Keandre Miller, but that is something uh, if you're Libor Hayek that could kind of give you another chance, another opportunity, and... Uh, some increased playing time and probably the inside track to me being one of the 
sixth ranger defenseman in the lineup on opening night, you know, assuming that if a deal were to happen, whether it's for Eichel or anybody else, and Ke'Andre Miller is included, that it would happen before opening night. But, you know, again, you look at this depth chart, you've got Lindgren, you've got Miller, you've got Nemeth, they're all lefties, and I'm just not sure where that leaves Libor Hayek, and as much as we talked about how Hayek is the biggest winner from everything that went on with Tony D'Angelo, he's also the biggest loser, as we talked about from the signing of Patrick Nemeth, because Nemeth signing that three-year deal, it uh, seems like the Rangers did that with the idea of replacing Hayek, upgrading on Hayek, and once again, even though it can probably be argued and probably effectively argued that Hayek has more upside than Nemeth, the Rangers don't really care. They want a better blue line right here and right now, and they think that Nemeth gives them that, and they're probably right. And on top of all this, you've also got Jared Tenorti, who will in all likelihood be the Rangers' seventh defenseman this upcoming season. He's also a lefty, so that just makes Libor Hayek all the more expendable if you're the New York Rangers. And, you know, as far as him re-signing and being back with this team, I like it. I mean, I don't think this is a franchise-altering move one way or the other, but once again, it is harmless enough and who knows, you know, maybe Libor Hayek has a really good training camp, a really good preseason, and he makes the opening night roster. He certainly, at the very least, deserves every opportunity to at least compete for a spot on the opening night roster. I'm just not sure how likely it is that he's going to win that competition, but only time's going to tell there, and we will see what happens. And I, for one, am looking forward to seeing a bunch of these training camp battles, a bunch of these preseason battles. You know, there's a new coaching staff in town. There's a new general manager. And to me, it's something that I talked about in one of our recent crossover episodes. But if you're a player on this Ranger team, you want to be in the opening night roster, go get it. You want to be in a top six role, go get it. You want to be in top four role as far as a defenseman are concerned, go get it. You want to be on the power play. You want to be on the penalty kill. Whatever it might be, go get it. I think it should be a wide open competition this offseason. And Libor Hayek is just like everybody else. He deserves every opportunity uh, to make this opening night roster if you... Ask me straight up, do I think he'll be on the opening night roster? I would say probably not. I think he'll eventually just kind of get squeezed out there, and the Rangers will go with uh, one of their young defensemen who has maybe a little bit more upside than Libor Hayek. But once again, by all means, uh, he has every right to compete for a job on that opening night roster and a role with this New York Ranger team. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. 
Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so I thought we could go ahead, kind of shift gears here and talk a little bit of fantasy hockey. There is an article on NHL.com, was updated just about a day or two ago, and basically it just ranks the top 250 fantasy players for this upcoming season. And I thought we could just kind of go through that together and, you know, just kind of talk about who's ranked where, who's ranked. I mean, we're not going to go through all 250, but you get the idea. You know, we'll talk about who's ranked where, who should be higher, who should be lower, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we will specifically hone in on some of the players on the New York Rangers. I know a lot of you guys play fantasy hockey. Some of you play in the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy League. More on that in just a second as well. But yeah, we'll go ahead and just uh, kind of go through the list here. So I figure we can start, we'll start with like the top 20-ish or so. Uh, so you got Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Leon Draisaitl, Nikita Kucherov, and Andre Vasilevsky in your top five. Then you've got Austin Matthews, Artemi Panarin, Brad Marchand, Miko Rantanen, and David Pasternak to wrap up the top 10. Obviously, I'm Ranger biased, but I think Artemi Panarin should probably be ahead of Austin Matthews and probably even Kucherov too. Maybe Draisaitl. I mean, look, again, I'm Ranger biased. We watch Artemi Panarin do just ridiculous things with a hockey puck night in and night out as Ranger fans, but... I don't know. I mean, I would put him a little bit higher than number seven overall. And, you know, it's hard to say with Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky's number five, and, you know, skaters and goalies, it's kind of apples and oranges. But I would have Artemi Panarin a little bit better than number seven overall. And then to uh, kind of continue, and by the way, I got Panarin number two in our draft last season. So, yeah, obviously these rankings have him a little bit lower than that, but that's okay. You know, we'll see what Artemi Panarin ends up doing this year. I get the feeling in the locked-on New York Rangers fantasy draft, which is once again a fantasy draft made up of predominantly or pretty much exclusively New York Ranger fans. Yeah, he's probably going to go a little bit faster than number seven, but we shall see. Uh, then for the next two Rangers, you have to move down to number 21 and number 23. And at those two spots, respectively, are Mika Zibanejad and Adam Fox. Uh, Mika, you know, that's probably about right. There's nobody ranked ahead of him that I can really get that upset about. And... But Mika, you know, he might be a little bit of a steal at number 21 because he got out to a little bit of a slow start last season due to COVID. And I get the feeling, uh, especially in a contract year where you know he's going to be motivated, his numbers will probably be more back where they were in 2019-2020 than they were this past season. He was very good this past season, don't get me wrong. But I think it'll be back to, uh, you know, probably where he was the year before that. And then at number 23, as we just mentioned, you got Adam Fox and you know, I, I could nitpick a little bit here. I mean, they have Alexander Barkov at number 18. Great player. I, I might put Adam Fox ahead of him, especially when you consider uh, the fact that Adam Fox is a defenseman and there's only so many elite fantasy defensemen to go around. So you might be better off taking Fox before you take somebody like Barkov. Just an idea. You know, I might put him ahead of Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner's at number 20. Uh, Sebastian Ajo's number 22. But these are very nitpicky things by me. I think Adam Fox at number 23 overall is just fine. And for anyone wondering, he is the third defenseman listed on this top 250 list here. Victor Hedman is the first defenseman. He's number 16. Kale McCarr is the second defenseman. He is number 17. And again, you know, you could argue, 
Well, I mean, Nor- Adam Fox, he just won the Norris Trophy over both of these guys. He should be ahead of both of them. And there might be some truth to that. You know, you could maybe put Fox ahead of both of them as well. I think with Hedman, he just has such a proven track record. I mean, he does this just year and year and year out. He's still not that old. I believe Hedman's only about 30. So I can understand Hedman being ahead of Adam Fox. And Kale McCarr, a fantastic young defenseman in his own right. So I can't get too mad there. Adam Fox at number 23. And then you move 15 spots down the list, and you've got Igor Shesterkin at number 38. And you also will probably be interested to know that of all the goalies listed on this fantasy list, this top 250 fantasy list, well, first of all, I mean, the Rangers, they have four players in the top 38. That's pretty good. But Igor Shesterkin is the sixth goalie on this list. The five goalies ahead of him are the aforementioned Andre Vasilevsky, who is number five. You've also got Robin Leonard at number 24. That's way too high for Robin Leonard. I understand he's a decent goalie. He's on a really good team. But the Knights have been trying and trying and trying and doing everything they can to give him the keys to the kingdom over these past couple of seasons. And he can't unseat Marc-Andre Fleury. I realize Fleury's no longer there, but... I don't know. I, I think Leonard has always just been a, at least a little bit overrated. Not flagrantly overrated, but at least a little bit overrated. Number 25, you've got Darcy Kemper. That seems a little bit high for Kemper as well, but he is coming off a very strong season. And quite frankly, he has gone from a really bad team to a really good team. He goes from the Coyotes to the Avalanche. So that'll give him a little bit of a boost as far as fantasy numbers are concerned as well. And then two picks later, and this is the number four goalie listed here. You've got Connor Hellebuck at number 27, Tried and true, you know, Connor Hallibuck has been a very solid goalie for the Jets ever since he's come into the league. I have no issues with that. And then at number 37, one spot ahead of Igor Shesterkin is Semyon Varlamov. Can't really argue with that either. I think he does benefit at least a little bit from the style of hockey that the Rangers play, but be that as it may, I mean, that counts when you're talking about fantasy hockey. And Varlamov's been very, very good these last couple of seasons. Somebody that I think has been in or around, you know, top 10 goalie conversation for uh, a lot of years, somebody who's probably been underrated throughout a lot of his career. So no issues there. I think Igor Shesterkin as the number six goalie and number 38 overall, I think that's absolutely fine. Uh, you got to go down the list quite a bit to find the next Ranger. You got to go from Igor Shesterkin at number 38 to Alexi Lafreniere at number 132, and then also Ryan Strom at number 139. Lafreniere, I would have him a little bit higher than number 132 simply because of the upside that exists. I realize he got off to a slow start in his rookie season, but he was really starting to figure it out near the end of this past season, was showing some flashes of that first overall pick pedigree and the quote-unquote generational talent that many experts believe him to be. And when you also consider the fact that Lafreniere is almost assuredly going to be in a top six role, and could be on the top line out there with Mika Zibanejad. I'd have him rank quite a bit better than number 132 overall, simply because of the upside. If I'm picking 132 overall and Lafreniere's still there, that's a no-brainer for me. I'm taking him. Uh, no, ifs, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then Ryan Strom at number 139. Now, Strom, this past season, had better offensive numbers than Alexi Lafreniere, and Strom's been uh, a pretty solid contributor for the Rangers over these past two seasons. You know, if you're looking for somebody with a pretty safe floor, then I think Ryan Strom's your guy. If you're looking for somebody with some big-time upside, I think it's Alexi Lafreniere. It all depends on what your philosophy is. If you want somebody who's proven, then Ryan Strom. He's going to be out there with Artemi Panarin. That's great. You can pencil him in for being pretty close to a point-per-game player. Maybe not quite all the way there, but you know, a solid contributor. And Alexi Lafreniere, he's the guy if you're swinging for the fences. And you kind of want to go, I wouldn't necessarily say boom or bust, but... Big season or quiet season with Alexi Lafreniere. I, I think that's fair to uh, to label it that way. And then uh, you move from number 139, which is Strom, down the list to number 173, Chris Kreider. I see Kreider in fantasy leagues 
as a prime sell high candidate. Like, if you get Chris Kreider number 173 overall, that's great. But we all know as Ranger fans just how streaky he can be. So if he storms out of the starting blocks this year and just has an unbelievable start to the season, then I'm immediately picking up the phone and I'm asking one of you guys who wants Chris Kreider. Because, you know, if, if his track record holds true, which it probably will, you know it's not going to last forever. He's very hot and cold. And so if he gets off to a really nice start, I think he's a prime sell high candidate. But I also think that's about right where he should be on this list, number 173. Then you move down the list again, another, uh, let's see, 25 spots to number 198, Capo Caco. Look, if Capo Caco falls this far, I am definitely taking a flyer on him. He's probably going to be on the top line, and there's even a chance that he could be out there on the second line with Artemi Panarin. Bottom line, Capo Caco is probably very likely going to be playing with either Mika Zibanejad or Artemi Panarin, and he's probably going to be there for just about the whole season. So you're going to see an uptick in Caco's numbers, whether he himself uh, improves dramatically or not. And I think Kako will take a big step forward. But simply by way of his increased role with this team, I think he deserves better than being ranked number 198 overall. And again, I am Ranger biased, but I would have him ranked quite a bit better than that. And then the only other Ranger on this list, you got to go down the list again to number 236, and it's Vitaly Kravtsov. And again, there's some upside there. If I'm picking number 236 overall, I'm definitely giving Vitaly Kravtsov a look. He moved all around the lineup this past season, but I think this year, when you look at the right wing situation... You're going to have Kako and Kravtsov. They're your top two right wings. And so Kravtsov, just like Kako, he's going to be on the line with either Mika Zibanejad or Artemi Panarin, two of the absolute best players in the game. So to me, it if he falls that far, then I think he's certainly worth a look. And that's pretty much it for today. The only other thing I wanted to do, I asked you guys not too long ago to... Uh, you know, either email me or DM me on Twitter any stories that you can have uh, revolving around Henrik Lundqvist because obviously he retired recently. And I like hearing stories uh, from Ranger fans everywhere. I've told enough stories on here. I want to hear from you guys as well. And we have a note from DeSam who messaged me on Twitter. Hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, but uh, this is what he had to say as far as Henrik Lundqvist is concerned. Hi, John. So I was listening to your Monday episode about Henrik Lundqvist, and I wanted to tell you one of my favorite memories of him. So I went to a Ranger game with my girlfriend and her brother and sister. It was their first time ever going to a Ranger game and also their first time experiencing hockey in general. It was against the Panthers, and there was a sequence where Hank made like three incredible saves, and the MSG crowd starts chanting, Henrik, Henrik. And I got up to cheer with the crowd, and after I was done, my girlfriend turns to me and asks, what was that about? I told her the name of the goaltender, and the crowd will usually do that when he makes incredible saves. She then asked, how often does that happen? And I jokingly said, a lot, actually. She enjoyed the experience, and now she is always asking me, when could we go to another game? Because she loved the whole feel of the crowd atmosphere. And yeah, I mean, that's a really cool story, man. You know, it's great to see, you know, so many Ranger fans. Lundqvist was there forever, so I think anybody who wanted to see Henrik Lundqvist play in person hopefully at least got that chance at least once. And that's really cool that you got to go there uh, with your girlfriend and her family. And you guys got to see uh, the King in action there. Sounds like he basically stood on his head against the Panthers. I actually remember I went to a game when Henrik Lundqvist was just getting started and it was against the Panthers and he had a shutout. So it's possible, at least possible, that we were at that same game there. Uh, but that's really cool. And again, if anybody else is listening to this and you want to share any Henrik Lundqvist stories, it doesn't have to be anything completely over the top or wild or crazy or anything like that. could be just a, a fond memory that you have of watching a game with your parents that Henrik Lundqvist was great, being in Madison Square Garden for a great Le Henrik Lundqvist performance, whatever it might be. There's no real criteria here. Uh, feel free to write in and um, yeah. Share your experience, and I'll go ahead and uh, read it on a future episode of Lockdown New York Rangers. And with that, I also want to mention that 
fantasy hockey. So we've got the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy Hockey League coming up. And once again, anybody who has reached out to me that was in the league last year, you're good. You are set to go. You will definitely be included in the league this year. I've also got a decent amount of people who are in line. And I'm going to set the cutoff as this Friday. If you played in the league last year and I haven't heard from you by, by Friday, then we're going to have to open it up to everybody else. Everybody else who wants to get in, I've given everybody a fair chance. So uh, at that point, it's just going to be first come, first serve. And everybody who's already secured their spot in line will get into the league if I don't hear from anybody else who was in the league last year. Um, that's pretty much it. Like I said, I wanted to run through a couple of these uh, signings, these former Rangers going to their teams. Brian Boyle got a professional tryout with the Penguins. Boyle is now 36, did not play in the NHL last year, but he did represent Team USA at these past World Championships, had two goals and one assist in 10 games, and he helped the United States win a bronze medal. You've also got a personal favorite of mine, Derek Broussard. He signs a one-year, $825,000 deal with the Flyers, so he's, of course, reunited with AV. It's kind of a bummer that, you know, some of these players that we used to know and love are going to our division rivals, but, I mean, they got to do what they got to do, and uh, I'm sure they both want to play this year. And uh, Jack Johnson, Ranger legend. Uh, no, he, he only played 13 games with the Rangers, uh, didn't really do a whole lot, played a little bit better and the second half of those games and the first half of those games. But I think we all knew uh, that Jack Johnson was just a stopgap option, was only going to be on the team for one year. But he will attend training camp with the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if he can uh, crack his way into that roster there and uh, maybe even make the opening night roster. But that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.